Hello, hello, hello. So welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 178. It's nice to have you with me. I was having an interesting conversation uh, with a friend the other day, a male friend, and we were talking about my podcast and he asked me, so do just women listen to your podcast? And (laughs) I've actually had that uh, asked quite a number of times. And no, I actually have quite a few males that listen to the podcast. So welcome to them. Uh, it's cool. A few of the males that listen, they then pass the podcast and the podcast episodes on to their wives or their lovers, uh, which I really love. So welcome. This is episode 178. I have a guest for you today. I am talking to the delicious warrior Tina. Tina and I have been going out for a couple of years now. Uh, When we first connected, she had never strength trained before. So she went from zero strength training to strength training four days a week, from having hamstring pain to squatting 160 pounds and deadlifting 200 pounds. How epic is that? Today, we chat about her biggest insights and learnings from the Warrior Queen Challenge. We talk about her results. We talk about her training over the last couple of years. And she also dishes up some hot words of wisdom, some amazing advice for you. You got to listen to it. It will change your life. But there's a theme running through these podcast episodes that I'm doing with my warriors. Have you picked up on it yet? When we get to the advice bit, have a listen. See if you can find the theme. And I can't highlight it enough, the importance of their words. These are women who maybe are doing what you want to do. If you feel really stuck with your training, if you feel really overwhelmed, if you have been trying loads of things, you try something for two weeks and then stop, and then you try something for a couple of months, then stop, and you're just, you're out of energy, you feel like you're out of time, you don't feel great in your body, you want it to be different, you got to listen to their words of wisdom, listen to their advice, see if you can pick up the theme from them. And when you can, give me a holler. You got to come and check out Warrior School. Uh, as, as you're hearing, it is my school where I lead women. I teach them. I train them. I coach them to build insane strength, to get energy, and to create the body they love. So today, you're going to hear from Tina She's such a rad woman. She's an amazing photographer. She's very creative, really artistic. Uh, She is one of the most uh, insightful, reflective, 
deep ruminators, I know. She always rocks up to our one-on-one coaching calls with loads of questions, a lot of insight, a lot of reflection, and she's really learning to build a really cool relationship with this training thing, with this strength training thing. Okay, I'm going to drop my mic and hand the mic to her. Enjoy this episode with the delicious Tina. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Okay, Tina, we're going to give it. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm apprehensively happy to be here. Yeah, well, we've... um... We fixed the the video screen. Uh, we've got the line straight above your head, so you're not going to be distracted now. <laughs> I have no excuses. No excuses. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Is this your first podcast episode? It is my first, yes. Super fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a great chat. We're going to have a great time. We actually only spoke a couple of days ago, but... yeah. Who can say no to your smiling face? <laughs> Back at ya. Uh, we're going to chat about you <laughs> and your training. Uh, and you're going to share, you're going to drop some hot words of wisdom. Tina is one of the most uh, reflective people I know. She always comes to our calls with her notebook and loads of questions uh, after deep reflection. So she's going to have a lot to share with you, I think. I'm a a chronic ruminator. I'm always, always ruminating on the things. (laughs) But you're also an action taker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We we need both. We can't just ruminate forever. We ain't going to get anywhere. So you do both. You're a deep reflector. So I'm sure you have some really cool advice for those listening. But let's start, well, not at the beginning. We'll start (laughs) with, (laughs) because that might take longer than we both have. Uh, Let's start with, well, we're talking about Warrior Queen. That's why I'm getting you all on because Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about your recent training experience. So I thought we'd kick off talking about that. You just finished, uh, not last week, the week before, and you're doing mobility now for a couple of weeks. But I want to know from you some of the biggest learnings or insights that you've had over the last 12 weeks. You can even go bigger than that if you want. You know, we've been going out now for quite a while so 
You can share some bigger ones, but in particular, over the last 12 weeks, what was that experience like for you? You know, it was a real roller coaster for me, I would say. I had like, I was, you know, all over the place sometimes where I had like really good like highs and then times when I was like, oh, what's going on? So I was, I was like, it was, it was a ride for me. I think that one of the things that was um, really interesting about the whole challenge for me is that it it was really confronting. And, and I think confronting kind of sounds negative but I don't, I don't really mean it from a, a negative place, but it, for me, it really made me rethink a lot of stories that I tell myself, you know, things where I'd say like, like, I remember when I opened up the, the app one morning to look at what was coming and I was like, there's four days of training. I don't know if I'm a person who could do four days of training. And so like, there was lots of things along the line for me that made me say, okay, these are, these are the stories you tell yourself, or these are the assumptions that you have. And like, now's the opportunity to check those assumptions. Like, can you, can you put an extra day of training in? Well, let's try it out and see how it goes. Or like, um, what would be another example of this? Like when, um, you know, like I, I kind of come with a bit of fear that like, will I re-injure my hamstring? Can I do this? Can I push this? Or is it going to be a problem? And so it really made me take a second look at things and say, are these just stories I'm telling myself? Are these the assumptions that I'm bringing to my experience or my practice? And reflect on it and and you and I had a conversation at one point along the way where we were talking about like how hard do you push yourself and like how like what happens how do I know if I'm pushing myself hard enough because this is something else that I really learned about myself is that I'm chronically hard on myself I'm always thinking like could I've tried harder could I've pushed more could I've done more and so we were talking about like kind of two aspects to that like what happens if if you do try harder and you fail is that a problem is it a problem to fail or is it just like a an opportunity for you to see where your boundary currently is right now so I think that that was kind of part of it is that learning to learning to push myself to where my boundary is and then be like okay well that's where we are right now um, and I feel like I've lost my train of thought a little bit. Um. <laughs> no, there's, I love, um, you know, you were, and I think I said this on a group coaching call, you weren't on, but actually it was the Warrior Queen after party and we were going around the room and I was asking them to share their experience. And I brought you up because you were the one woman that just like wasn't afraid to fail, like pushed herself so hard every session, especially with your squats, that you would fail the squat. But then you took it back and you got back up and you recalibrated. You got a weight on there to do the work, but you were one of the ones that pushed that hard. And so it's interesting listening to you speak. And we've had many conversations about 
yeah, the things that you tell yourself or the hesitancy when it came to lifting heavier and you didn't feel confident to step up to a bar. I guess you could give a little bit of context for those that are listening around, you know, before we started working together, did you do much strength training? Have you ever been under a heavy barbell before? No, I haven't really done much strength training at all. Like for me, everything I'd ever done was, was cardio. I loved running and that was all I ever did. And then I injured my hamstring and kind of got to a point where nothing was really helping my injury. And that's really what led me to you was like, okay, I have this injury that's not getting better. I'm going to physio, I'm getting needling, dry needling done, this, that, and the other thing. And like I've stopped running, I've started running again and nothing was really working for me and so I kind of was like at this point where I was like okay maybe I just need to do something completely different that I've never done before and um, kind of came to this idea that maybe what I really needed to do was build some strength because that was nothing I'd ever done before Um, and so that's kind of how we how how I came to look for you (laughs) was you know first I had no idea what strength training was I didn't know like what do you do to train your hamstring what do you do to train your biceps or your lats or any kind of like muscles like no idea how to create a plan for myself or like how to consistently execute on it over a period of time or like once you've done it for x amount of time what do you do next like just no idea and so I think that's kind of where where we started is from that place of like no no base no base for it just kind of like <laughs> knowing that i needed to do something different and uh getting started yeah so you went from having no experience with strength training having a hamstring injury uh to what did you do What did you finish at uh, a couple of weeks ago? What did you squat and what did you pull off the floor for your deadlift? I squatted 170 and my deadlift, I got to 200 pounds. (laughs) So a pretty big (laughs) jump up from like not doing really anything at all. Yeah, but it has been. (laughs) Yes, it's taken time. It's taken time to get get to that point. But from my, my previous no weightlifting experience, no strength training experience. So it's, it was really, um, really exciting to, to see that and work towards that. And particularly, you know, in a short, in a pretty short period of time after we've, you know, built that base of getting me to the point where I can hinge fairly well, I can squat fairly well, and then really adding on the weight. And that, that happened you know, in a few months, we've really gotten to, like, we, we started going to the gym in September, I think late September. And so that's all happened since late September. It's, it's, um, I think one of the things I also kind of forget to do is like, look at where I've come from, you know, and like, look at the fact that in September, I wasn't going to the gym at all. We were training from home with like what I had at home. And then, you know, a year before that, I wasn't doing any of this. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about this this morning. I was writing some notes for some upcoming podcast episodes and I've had a few calls with, uh, you know, a few of you now talking about Warrior Queen and, you know, the feedback I got after them was it was really cool to have the conversation because I got to remember where I had come from. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think this was one of the other things that... um, I went through during the challenge is there was a couple of points during the challenge where um, I think for two different reasons, I'd gone back to look at my videos, you know, that we'd been recording along the way. There was like one point where I kind of was like, I think that um, I, I went back to kind of like, look at how my movement had changed over the year and was like, Oh, wow. Going back to the beginning, I can really see a difference in how I'm moving through this. And then another time I had been looking at a video and was like, I think that I'm starting to see like results as to like, you know, my, my body's looking differently. And again, like going back to look at my videos, having that kind of like actual documentation to go back and say like, okay, yeah, I can see that my movement pattern is getting better. I'm getting better at doing this thing. And because I'm getting better at doing this thing, I'm starting to see results and changes with how, you know, my muscles look or my body looks or whatever. So it's, it's, I think that that's one of the things that um, I'm terrible at recording videos. (laughs) I always forget to press record or like the, the framing is, is off. Like the wildest videos but going back to look at them is really it's really helpful to to take the time to actually record it and and have that as something to refer back to later on yeah there's a couple of things in there one she's an amazing photographer so so it's quite funny that she just screws up the videos all the time because she takes beautiful photos (laughs) Uh, but Yes, I think it's really important because we will have this mythical there, this idea in our minds, and we'll be chasing that and we'll be chasing it for a long time. And we forget where we've come from. We forget the progress that we've made. We forget that we were weak. We were in pain. We didn't strength train. We didn't even train consistently. You know, we, all of these things. And it's really important to have conversations like these or to look back and reflect on your training journal or your training history or your videos to be like, damn, like I'm going (laughs) to celebrate myself. Like, like congratulations me, because, you know, I say this all the time, Tina, if it was like, it's, this stuff is pretty simple, but it's not easy. And if, if it was, everyone would do it. But a lot of women they they don't because it is takes a long time and it's hard and it's challenging and so I really like I want to celebrate you and that's why I celebrate all of you is because it's hard work it's really Mm -hmm. hard to get really strong it's really hard to like get those big long-lasting changes it takes a lot of work and effort um and so it's really cool yeah and I think the other thing that I found along the challenge was that um, going back to like having something to, to, to document your process for me also helped me to kind of learn to celebrate the, the journey and the small steps, because another thing that, that I always get 
and have gotten hung up on is like the there what does what does the end result or finished look like and you know you're always striving for finished but when you know I started to take a look back at like the steps along the way it really helped me um kind of deprioritize the end result, not, not that the end result isn't important, but it helped it become less of the thing that's like the only thing that matters. And then having the opportunity to say like, oh, well, this small things happened. That's cool. And that's a great improvement for me. And that's, you know, something that I'm proud of or something that is exciting for me is this new thing happened or I'm able to do this now or whatever. And it's, it's becomes, it's be, for me, it's becoming more about the incremental steps in the journey as opposed to just like waiting to get to the finish line when are when am I going to be done you know yeah. Uh, yeah there is um there isn't really a finish line so yeah there isn't this that there, there's not a mythical there uh and I think when you find something that you enjoy uh I don't know do you enjoy do you enjoy training you know, it's, it's actually, it's funny, because we've, we talk about this, and like, you know, in our um, year end call, I remember you asked this as well. And I was like, I don't know if I enjoy training. But there was a point in the challenge where I had gone on vacation, I came back from vacation, and it'd been, I don't know, been quite a while since I'd been at a training session. And I was really looking forward to it. And I was thinking back to that. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know if in the moment while I'm in my training, if I'd say like, yes, I love this. This is so great. But I think that when I took it away, that's when I was like, oh, I really miss it. And so I think that that's, I think I'm, I'm still growing to the point where I'm like, yeah, I love this, love this. But I'm, when I don't do it, I miss it. And I, um, I'm enjoying the challenge of it and enjoying um, like learning new things. It, so it's, it, it's a relationship I'm developing. <laughs> yes. It is a relationship. Day. It's like the relationship that you have with your, your other lover. Yeah. Your lover. It's like, okay, well, I don't enjoy that person all of the time, <laughs> but when they're away, like I do miss them. So yeah. I I compare our training relationship <laughs> to our relationship to our other relationships quite a lot. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I I don't I don't outwardly ask you all a lot, like, are you enjoying your training? Do you love your training? <laughs> I just kind of think you're you're continuing to do it. So there is more benefit than not <laughs> to it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, can you just talk to me a little bit about what went through your mind or how did you overcome like the fear walking up to the bar? Cause that's a really big thing. Like, and you mentioned it at the start, just not feeling confident in your ability or your body or that you could lift this certain weight. How did you move through that? Um, I think that was kind of like a piece where, we started easy you know we didn't start from you know zero to 100 
we started with building the confidence of moving through those movements. And so when we did, and actually this is, this is something else I was thinking about a couple of days ago, I'm totally going to interrupt that chain of thought. And then I'll probably forget where I was going with my first comment. But um, when we started going to the gym, I remember we were talking at that point about like, would I be comfortable going to the gym? And somehow we got talking about like when we started working together. And if you'd asked me to go to the gym at that point, I would have just been like, no, not gonna happen. And so I think that like kind of that notion of building the foundation is like it took me that time to get comfortable with the movements, to get comfortable with doing my training sessions every week to be like, okay, yeah. So now I'm at the point where I feel like I do have some base strength and I do have some confidence in the movements that we're doing. And now I feel comfortable going to the gym and trying these things at the gym. So I think that base piece played a lot in it for me with the comfortability of like, I can do stuff. This isn't completely foreign. (laughs) And then for me, there was a lot of, of like, checking in with myself and seeing how I was feeling. And so we would do a squat day and, you know, I might write in my notes that I could feel my hamstring, but like, it was more just that I could feel it. And then the next day I felt fine and everything was okay. And so it was really kind of that continuing to check in with how I was feeling and how that place that had been injured was feeling like I could feel it. It felt uncomfortable. Maybe there's some discomfort there, but it wasn't pain or something that made me feel like I needed to stop and then felt fine afterwards. Okay, so then this is like, I haven't broken myself. I haven't ruined myself. I haven't kind of like reversed progress. So I'll try again next time and maybe I'll add a little bit more weight to it. And how do I feel the next time? So it was just like testing testing my boundaries, testing my limits and seeing how I felt and checking back in with that. Um, And I think that that kind of like slow process helped me to feel more confident and comfortable that I wasn't going to go into the gym and do something and break myself. (laughs) And I think learning the difference between discomfort and pain right like there's lots of discomfort that you feel when you're doing things like we've all had stuff happen to our bodies and things are crunchy and clicky and noisy but like how do you feel afterwards you feel okay okay good we're fine we can carry on it's just like there's that that momentary feeling that's uncomfortable and you can move through it and move past it and you'll you'll live you'll be okay (laughs) you will You'll be okay. Yes. Because you've also had a persistent uh, shoulder arm thing going on for a long time now that we've just been navigating through and working on, but that still comes up as well. You still feel that a lot. Yep. Yep. But again, it's like you work around it. We've worked around it so that it's not like something that means that I can't do things anymore it's just the awareness of like what are the things that make it uncomfortable in the moment versus the things that make it not feel good for a couple days after the fact and work through that and around that 
It's all about the dosage. It's finding the dosage. Yeah. And the only way that we can do that is to be in the practice, like you said. And I think those are some really powerful pieces that, and this is what I see a lot, you know, we could toss you into the gym, but a lot of the time there's a lot going on in life and we need that we need to work on the energy piece. We need to break down a lot of those assumptions, those stories, um, that self-belief that you don't have. Uh, and to do that at home, sometimes it just works better to be in your own space. The environment's safe. We just slow it way down. We just mm-hmm. start creating that consistent practice of like, okay, can I show up for myself three times a week? All right. Can I learn these basic movement patterns? Yes, it's okay. Body, it's okay. I got you. We're not in pain. You know, we're not out for three days after. It's working. And then you're just building evidence. And then we just made it harder and harder and harder at home till we reached a point where we're like, okay, we don't have the resources at home anymore. And <laughs> We need to go to a gym, but I do believe and what I've seen in my work is that sometimes we've got to spend that six, nine, 12 months just at home in our own space, using our own body and some tools around us to build the confidence, to build the base, and then we can go into the gym and then we can step up to a bar being like, you know what? All of that shit was hard before, but I did it and I feel stronger. So it's going to be the exact same thing with this barbell. It's going to be hard, but it will get easier over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I would love for you to share some words of wisdom or advice, maybe for women who were where are where you were. Ah, mm-hmm. where you were. <laughs> That's a cool tongue twister. Um, like a f- couple of years ago. Yeah, sure. Um, I think I would start off by saying um, that it's okay to ask for help. This is something that, like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like as a society, we're kind of like stuck in this place where like, you should be able to solve all of your own problems. You should be independent and know how to Google stuff and find out what you need, right? And um, so I think like, I was always just like, oh, I'll try this and I try, I'll try that. And I've read about this and I've read about that and I'll try doing this for a little bit and I'll try doing that for a little bit. And so there's always this like, you should solve your own problems. And so you do your own little bit of research here and there and you try something for a little while and you're like, man, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. I tried that for a while and I still feel the same. And so I'll try this other thing. And yeah, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to look for somebody who can help you. And I think that, um, like working with you as a coach for me has really helped me to build that consistency in a particular approach so that I'm not jumping from thing to thing and trying this for, for like, you know, you, when you don't really have a plan that you're working towards, you try things for a couple weeks, a month, or something like that, or maybe even longer than that, but you don't really, you don't give it much of an opportunity. You just 
question whether you've made the right decision and then you move on to something else because you were talking to your friend and your friend said oh well maybe you should try to go to my person who does this thing and so you go try that for a while and then you're like meh anyway ask for help it's okay to ask for help it's okay to admit that you don't know everything and that you need somebody to help you and um like for me, that's been a huge, made a huge difference is to have somebody who can, you know, we can try things together and say like, okay, how does that feel? That feels fine. This piece over here doesn't feel fine. Well, that means that you should probably work on this thing or that thing. And it helps, you know, it, it takes for me also, like, I'm really busy with my job. And I know that if I had to do all of the research that I needed to do to learn what I need to learn and to like program for myself, it would never happen. And so this is like a, a great way for me to get results and make progress because I'm really relying on you and your knowledge and your experience and your resources. And then for me, it takes a lot of that guesswork and kind of, um, uncertainty out of it so I'd say that that would be one thing that I would suggest for people um another thing which we've kind of talked on on a little bit already is like documenting your progress and while it seems annoying while you're doing it it really is the it's the piece that helps you enjoy the process it helps you see where you've come from, see the progress that you're making. And I think motivates you to keep going is because you're really seeing that you're making improvements in, in whatever it is that you're trying to make changes on. You can start to see it when you actually document the process and, and like, you know, whether you're videoing yourself at the gym or whether you're taking notes about how your body feels. Like I had a great sleep last night and you can look back and say it, had 10 great sleeps and I've like eaten enough food for the last two months or whatever it is you really get to see like all of the work that you've done along the way and you can go back to it and celebrate it or even like look back and say like oh I was doing this thing back here and I forgot about it and actually that really made my sleep better and so because you know I think when you uh live life <laughs> habits change <laughs> habits change and things change for you and you forget about stuff that you were doing at one point in, in time so having that ability to look back and say like oh yeah I used to do this or I remember that time where I was feeling really great what was I doing back then oh that's what I was doing I was having a snack before bed and you know so it's like the ability to look back at what you've what you've been doing and um how that has helped you along the way and I've made myself some notes and I'm gonna go back and look because there was a couple other things oh yeah okay routines I think that routines are really important um, and I've found that for myself that's been one of the big things that's helped me is that I've been able to um like make my breakfast really routine it's the same thing every single day and I know that basically a third of the meals that I eat every week are going to be on track with my 
macros and what I need to eat without a question, because I've gone through everything and I've said, I need to eat this, this, and this, and I need this size of portion in order to hit it. And so for me, that's been a really big thing is to take some of the guesswork out of things, take some of the options out where I know some people like all of the options, but for me, that really helped me to like narrow it down and say like, there's no guesswork here. I just know. Um, and then um, I also found that it, it's been really helpful for me to uh, have a bit of a routine at night before I'm going to a training session so that I have everything that I need for that training session laid out at night. Cause I go to the gym at like six or six 30 in the morning. And so what I found a few times is I'd get up in the morning and something would sidetrack me and I'd be wasting time pulling things together. And then next thing you know, you don't have enough time to get to the gym and do your session. And so I started like laying out what I need at night. So I have my outfit that I'm going to wear. I have my keys. I have my headphones. I have my electrolytes, all the things I need are set up. And I like, I'm setting myself up for success so that I know when I wake up, all I have to do is have my snack, grab my stuff and get out the door and I'll get out the door and I'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I think is something that I'm still learning is giving myself some grace and like being kind with myself because um, one of the things that happened for me a few times during the challenge was um, unexpected things came up that impacted my ability to show up for a training session and it made me so angry. <laughs> You'll probably remember the messages that I sent. <laughs> but I was so I was so upset because like you know I had a migraine or work unexpectedly meant that I had to be in the office at like seven o'clock in the morning. So I couldn't do my training session. And it was something that I wanted to do and was expecting for myself. And I, I would get so frustrated because I couldn't do what I wanted to do with my own time, even though I, you know, made a commitment to myself to do it, but I still couldn't do it because external forces were impacting my ability. And so that's one thing that I've really been working through for myself is giving myself some grace to say that it's okay that something happened that meant that I couldn't go do my session today and like looking for opportunities to move things around. Can I do this on a different day? Can I do this later on in the day? Or, you know, just like learning to be flexible and be okay with the fact that maybe it didn't happen for me today, even though I wanted it to happen. It doesn't mean that I failed or I didn't complete what I wanted to do. It just means that the plan shifted and it's okay. It's okay to shift the plan. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because I'm exactly, I, we're very similar, Tina, you know, it's, <laughs> <clears throat> the the expectations that we hold on ourselves and the plan and then the friction and that we feel when it doesn't go to plan I've learned very much so over the last you know five mm -hmm. or six years to let that go yeah to be like you know what 
that's just the way that it is today. <laughs> Sorry. By getting angry or frustrated, that really just leaks more energy out of us. And sometimes, yeah, we can't control the migraine yeah. or the work meeting. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> so I think that's a really important one. It's just not just grace for yourself, but grace for the whole damn practice. Just grace. Just like having, it's not a linear thing. And it's like you said at the start of the call, the challenge for you was a roller coaster. And I truly believe the challenge is it's always a roller coaster. And it, and you get to this point within your practice and even probably in your life sometimes, I'm sure it happens in many other relationships, the work, the intimate relationships that you're like, okay, I just got to relax into that, that it's going to be mm -hmm. hard sometimes and it's going to require more energy and it's going to feel a bit sucky, but that's part of it and that's okay. Um, it's important. Yeah. Yeah, because it's if you get if you if you get too stuck and like kind of lose that resilience or flexibility it just like it throws everything off and um like when I came back from my vacation and I was I came back from my vacation and I was excited to go back to the gym and like ready to be there but then when I actually got into the gym to start start to work again my body was just like, no, <laughs> you can't do it. And I was, it's the same thing, right? Like I was so frustrated and upset because I, I wanted to be there and I wanted to do it and wanted to push myself more, but like everything just wasn't ready. And so I had to let go and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to meet you where you are and work at the level that's comfortable and that I can. And that's good enough for now. And I have more time. I can push myself harder another day when I feel like I am better prepared to do that or my body is feeling like it's okay. And yeah, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. It's a practice. That's why I call it a practice. <laughs> yeah. We're really, really vicious with ourselves. We really are. Like we, yeah. we just are not like that towards others. Um, and definitely not like that towards, you know, imagine now in a child, like we would never treat her like that, but we're so vicious with our adult self. But yeah. I also believe, I do hold this belief and you know me, I'm a fan of like trying to hold both, you know, we can have strength and performance and we can, you know, want to not be super comfortable in how we look and and also respect where we're at. And so I truly believe that we can come to this place where we can demand more from ourselves, but we can also respect ourselves and have grace for ourselves and compassion for ourselves. We can hold both because mm -hmm. I think that's also important to chase and to like want to do better and want to achieve and want to grow. And this is not just in our training, but work and, you know, our creative pursuits or our business or our relationships, like we can want for more. And I think again, where like it's kind of a cultural society thing. It's like don't want, like wanting is a greedy thing or like mm -hmm. pushing harder and harder in like a negative way. And I just don't see it like that. I think we can. We can push and we can demand more from ourselves. But we've also got to hold that respect and that passion. We've got to look after ourselves and our energy yeah. and be kind. Um, yeah. 
anything anything else you want to say before we wrap her up? Um, anything else? Um, yeah, I, I think just in general, like I really, I really appreciated the challenge because it helped me to, um, yeah, just realize that I can do things that I didn't realize that I could do and help me to learn to, uh, to push myself and to, yeah, I, I, it was just such an interesting learning experience and I really appreciated having the opportunity to do that because, you know, you, you come out the other end stronger physically, but also like, a, I think a stronger mentally and more self-aware yeah I believe there's a transformation that happens within like the self like as a woman you know yes we get stronger physically but there is that transformation of hey actually like I am really resilient and I am capable and you know I, I can pull on this self-belief in myself and all of these skills that are yeah really important and I, that's why I love training I think it's we can learn so much from training like from training hard for 12 weeks like the challenge like you have just shared and all the warriors have shared like the learnings out of that you're just like damn like how can I learn that much in 12 weeks like it's not yeah. even yeah blows your mind absolutely yeah yeah okay well thanks so much for coming on and doing your first podcast episode thank you thanks for having me it's a pleasure (laughs) it's a pleasure to lead you um in your training an absolute pleasure I just love it I love our time together and I'm so proud of you (laughs) warrior woman thanks so much for listening to this episode if you haven't Please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.